Welcome, everyone. This is Let's Speak Green. With the agents of change, as Miami youth, we've inherited the issues of generations past and are experiencing the effects of climate change firsthand in our frontline community. An understanding of the threats we face and immediate action is imperative to our futures. We will foster climate literacy and spark civic action in our community by hosting cross-generational, youth-led conversations on climate change and mending our legislation to reduce our community's carbon footprint. My name is Gianna. And mine's Alexa. We want you to be educated and empowered. To be your own agents of change. Today we are joined by Sophia Mesa, the Sustainability Director of Youthrift, a pop-up thrift swap at the University of Miami that aims to lessen the environmental impacts of fast fashion. Welcome, Sophia. We're so excited to have you here with us. Thank you so much for being here. And so we've heard a lot about fast fashion recently, and we're really excited to learn more about it from you and for you to share your knowledge with all of our listeners. And so to start off, can you just tell us more about yourself, your own story, and how you were really launched into the sustainable fashion movement? Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you guys so much for having me, Gianna and Alexa. I'm really happy to be here and like happy to support Palmetto and like climate change awareness projects, like very full circle. Um, The fact that I graduated from Palmetto, oh my gosh, almost four years ago now. So that's crazy to think about. But yeah, I can just give a little like brief summary, like what I'm working on. Um, I am the sustainability director for Youth Thrift, and I've been in that position kind of since I started at UM. So um, I also work with Debris Free Oceans, helping educate and raise awareness on plastic pollution. And that's like a big kind of like love and passion of mine. So I went through their internship program, educating and engaging the community and now help recruit more interns that are all college students. They get a stipend for their work and just get to be in this really great like and local community here in South Florida that you know everyone kind of knows each other and we all get to like engage in really fun creative events all talking about plastic pollution but really about like all of the solutions that are coming up too um, and yeah I'm actually interning now at Plan which is another environmental nonprofit um, they really focus on addressing like the zero waste aspect for college campuses. So I'm doing some research for them on how to navigate contracts between dining and drink vendors on campuses and make that overall more sustainable. So really love zero waste work. And that's kind of um, a lot of what I've been doing for a while now. And yeah, definitely something I see for myself in like future careers as well. I have like a follow up question if possible also like so how did you start learning about why it's important to be zero waste and the issues with sustainable fashion like when was that moment for you? I've kind of like always loved fashion. I have two sisters and a mom and we're like relatively all like the same size. So we would always like trade clothes and like that was just, you know, hand-me-downs like from my aunts and from like my cousins is very normalized at our house. But I think really like first understanding like the impacts of fashion, not not really until high school. Um, I started like thrifting in high school just because it was like something to do and something fun. I think as like most people like get into it as, mm-hmm. 
But then learning more just from like seeing a lot of like Fashion Revolution, they're an amazing organization and they have a lot of graphics that they've been putting on Instagram and like other social media platforms. So I think seeing that in high school kind of like exposed me to like the not so fun side of like fashion and like all these cool patterns and clothes and companies. Um, But really, I think a lot of that first started in high school, like really connecting the dots there. Um, Debris Free Oceans, they came and spoke at Palmetto and they usually come and speak at Palmetto like pretty regularly. So it was actually through their presentation that I really like I've always loved animals and I've always loved the environment, but not really in kind of like I guess, more developed ways. Like, I didn't understand a lot of things about, like, what that means to, like, love animals and love the environment. And they just had a really fun way of, like, introducing those things. So it wasn't so, like, doom and gloom. It was like, hey, we have this problem and there are different ways for you to be part of the solution. And, like, here's some of them. And in that presentation, they talk a little bit about um, how a lot of clothes are made out of plastics you know, things like polyester, nylon, acrylic, those are all synthetic materials made out of oil and chemicals. And once we wear those items and every time we wash those items, microplastics leach from that too. So kind of like connecting that overall too with like climate change and pollution. And if we're talking about oil, like we're also talking about greenhouse gases and those emissions. So like everything is kind of connected in those interesting ways. So I think just like learning more about that for sure in high school. Nice. So on that exact topic, our next question was, uh, what exactly is fast fashion and what are some of the biggest problems with it? Yeah, I would, you know, I think there's a lot of different like working definitions of fast fashion. I think overall it kind of comes down to brands and companies producing clothes at like an insane level like you know we used to have seasons like fall summer spring winter but now it's way past that so it's just a lot of companies mass producing cheap clothes with cheap labor and really not thinking of you know the impact of these items so a lot of these clothes like similar to like single-use plastics and items like that are mass produced, you know, not made to last, made to just um, eventually like get a lot of tears in them or just become broken. And then you have to like replace those items with new things and like continue the cycle. So it's not really like a consumer fault. It's really these businesses that have kind of just like taken over this model of we're going to give you all these cheap things you know we're not going to pay our workers fairly so we're going to make huge profits and then you're going to have to keep buying and replacing all these items from us so it's very unsustainable right like I've heard of it called like planned obsolescence with the clothes like it's going to go out of fashion you're going to have to buy more and so it's a good business model for them yeah for sure and thank you for just educating us on the kind of more def- definition aspect of that, uh, of, well, fast fashion. And so, like, kind of leading into solutions and what what we can do to combat fast fashion, can you tell us more about how Youth Thrift was started and where did that idea come from to have a thrift pop-up swap? And how does this system kind of operate? Yeah, 
Um, so it wasn't started by me. It was started by our founder, Nika Sider. So a year before I started college, like the 2017, 2018 year, she started it. And it was kind of like a revision of something that already existed as like a stand or an opportunity for different professors in different departments to donate like school supplies and like office supplies and like paper and like all these things that you know they're needed but they're not as like exciting necessarily as like clothes or like student oriented on campus so she kind of like like me always loved thrifting and you know realized there wasn't a whole lot of thrift stores in like the Miami Coral Gables area and to get to them you have to like drive or uber and it's not really you know anything super convenient or affordable really if you're thinking about you know driving and spending all the fees on like gas and like uber fees to just get to some place where you're going to get affordable goods like it would be nice if there was something closer so she just started at the farmer's market you know really just saying okay taking clothes from her roommates, from friends, you know, anything that people didn't want but are kind of just stuck with, you know, living on campus. Usually most people live on campus and, like, aren't home, so they can't really, like, go and, like, take those things back. They're just stuck with these items that they don't use. So it was really just, like, a platform for people to bring things that they don't want as long as they're clean and in good condition. And then other people can come up to the stand, take what they want, um... It's donation-based, so everyone always gets a free item, no matter if you've donated or not. It's always one free item at any time, but we keep a record of however many items you donate like for the entire year. So if you donate five items one time, you can pick up six items because we give you that free item every time. So it's like a very like rotational kind of like communal initiative, like very much every week, every time you come to Youth Thrift, there's a whole new set of items because we just like have such a quick turnaround. You know, we'll have people that will come up and bring, you know, a bag of like 40 items and be like, take it. I don't want anything. I was cleaning out my closet, you know, and, you know, maybe they'll come back and they'll pick up items from their credit, but maybe not. And that happens a lot too. So we do have like a lot of like really new things. Um, and then, UM is also like a private university, so it's a lot of like high-end, like nice brands, things that people just like don't have the time or effort to like go and donate somewhere else, and we're right on campus, so it's like a really easy way to just like literally see, you know, sometimes we'll see like volunteers or like random people, you know, around campus wearing our clothes that were once ours, and we like to call them like pre-loved and, you know, really just heighten like like the romanticism of it, like the fact that we're all sharing these things and it's not, you know, a negative thing. It's just another opportunity to like get new things as you need them and, you know, give up those items that you once loved, but maybe they just don't work for you right now. So I love that. And I'm sure students do too. So how have you seen Youth Thrift really pick up on campus since you started working there? Yeah, so... Starting at Youth Thrift, it was just me, um, Nika, who was the founder, and my friend and UM alum, Jess, who it was just really the three of us. And we were trying to figure out, you know, how do we get this growing? How do we support it? We were like begging our friends, you know, to be volunteers at the stand to help us like document things. Um, 
and just like do it that way. And I think we just really like went full first force in like trying to get the word out. And I think like, as you said, like it's an exciting concept. So once people know about it, like that's, that's all the work really, like people will come and people will show up. So from then we kind of had more people interested in volunteering, like beyond just like our friend groups. So that was really cool. Um, within that first year, we also had like an idea to kind of like support all the work and like structuring youth thrift. So really Jess was like very like math minded, handled all of the logistics of like getting volunteers. If volunteers like couldn't show up, who fills in, who replaces them? And I like, of course, love the sustainability end. So that was kind of like where we went in naturally. So Nika created those positions for us. And then we created more positions and grew having committees too. So we now have like volunteers, like you can just be a volunteer at our stand, but if you want to get more involved and if you want to be a part of like the behind the scenes, we have these small committees for design and photography, making graphics, having photo shoots, showcasing our clothes. Um, we started having our like annual, our first, first time we had it was this past year, but now it's going to be our annual fashion show just showcase um, sustainable fashion, you know, youth thrift clothes, but also anything thrifted. And the sustainability committee, obviously, like, trying to figure out, you know, where can we donate these items that have been at youth thrift, you know, maybe for months. And we just realized, you know, maybe there isn't a need for these items specifically. So we try to find, like, ethical, sustainable, like, shelters, uh, nonprofits, thrift stores that then can take those items or figure out how to upcycle them and turn them into something new, too. So we have, like, those kinds of like workshops and ideas and then we also have an outreach committee so really again back to getting the word out because once people find out about youth thrift odds are you know they're gonna want some free stuff like it's as simple as that so it really just came to like being organized and like really trying to also identify like getting us to have a brand you know getting us to be like color coordinated really taking advantage of every opportunity to get the word out whether that was working with a campus magazine or newspaper, I don't know, making sure all your friends know that there's free stuff available every Wednesday at the farmer's market and to show up for that, so. Well, let me tell you, you did a great job at getting <laughs> the word and brand out because Palmetto started a thrift store because of you thrift. Didn't know if you know that. Um, we call it Thrift for Change, so trust me, you did a fantastic job. And so beyond thrifting, what other opportunities do you see for people to do more um, and just make more sustainable fashion choices? Yeah. Um, so at Youth Thrift, like kind of what I've been trying to like start and we've been able to do a lot, you know, before COVID hit, but also a little bit like remotely now as well. Um is having what I like to call like life skill workshops. So like basic things from like learning how to sew, learning how to repair a button, learning how to mend your clothes. Like the most important thing that like everyone should be doing is like taking advantage of what they already own. Like that's the most sustainable option, like not buying anything new, like not even thrifting. Um, I know that's like hard and like not as exciting, but it also is like an opportunity to be really creative with your stuff and like figure out, you know, even if you can't wear something, like is there 
a way to, you know, if you have a dog, is there a way to turn this into a chew toy? Is there a way to turn this into like a rag to clean your apartment, to clean your kitchen? There's kind of like a lack of, I think for the most part in like the regular like mainstream fashion world, there's a lack of innovation and thinking of like the actual like life cycle of these items. So as consumers, it's also helpful if we think about that. I don't think it's our responsibility, but it's just an opportunity. Um, I personally don't have a whole ton of sewing skills, but I've been trying to learn. My abuela teaches me, and we've also had some like workshops on campus. So uh, I know how to sew on a button now, which is like really exciting. And it's, you know, it's not huge, but a lot of times people will donate things just because the button popped off, you know? but you can extend that life of that item. And especially if it's things that you really love, like shopping isn't a bad thing. Like having items isn't a bad thing, but really trying to think about, you know, is this something that I will have for years that I will love, that I will feel comfortable in, you know, that makes me feel really good whenever you do buy something new or thrift that really helps um, thinking of things as like timeless um, and classic. I think also is helpful. And yeah, also like swapping. So you don't need to have a youth thrift to swap. You can also like swap with your friends. Like if one day you want to hang out with people and be like, hey, everyone bring items that you don't want. Odds are everyone's going to have a bag sitting in their room, sitting in their house somewhere of items that either they don't want, don't fit them or something or other, they're just like not in their style anymore. So there's a lot of different opportunities and a lot of groups out there. I feel like it just comes down to like researching too. So find those communities, they exist of people. There's like buy nothing new groups. And it's all about like people just like having things and being like, hey, I have this thing, I don't want it. Does anyone want it? And then people reply and get that thing for free. So lots of cool cool and innovative things like that. That's so true. And that's such great advice for people looking to live more sustainably. So as a a young person that you're still in college and you've made such a change in our community, what advice do you have for other young students who want to be agents of change? Um, like start now. There's never a perfect time to start anything. So why not now? And it can be at any degree, whether it's following someone that inspires you on Instagram or watching a YouTube video, learning a new skill, you know, joining a group online. And I would also say join groups, like join organizations, join communities. Doesn't have to be youth thrift, like doesn't have to be like anything in your area. It could even be like national groups, but it's really helpful. And I think like imperative to environmental work that we're in a collective that we're surrounded by other people because it's exhausting and no one can do everything but at least being a part of a group and being part of a collective you know you can step in whenever you can and also step out when that's something that's important for you and for your mental well-being because that's also something that I think gets overlooked and you know we have like young kids being burnt out and I've definitely felt burnout from a lot of this work but you just have to like remember that these systems and these industries they existed long before you and unfortunately you know it takes a lot of planning and a lot of work to dismantle them but you know the more people and the more 
time and like delegated energy, the better because you can do so much, but you can do so much more when you're with other like-minded people or just other supportive people. It doesn't even have to be environmental. It could be for any big kind of change. Yeah, I definitely recommend finding your people, finding your niche and talking to them and like laughing with them and yeah, really leaning into the joy part too because a lot of this can get really sad. So try to do things that excite you. Thank you so much, Sophia, and to all the listeners out there. I really resonated with the community you kind of fostered with Youth Thrift and all your sustainability work. I know it's something that having that community there for me has helped fuel like the little fire in my belly and all the passion. Um, so thank you for sharing that and all of your work. And I just want to ask you, do you have any accounts or opportunities that you want to amplify and where can people find out more about Youthrift? Yeah, so Youthrift, we're most active on Instagram, so definitely follow us. It's at um underscore Youthrift. I'll also just plug in my other um, orgs. We have Debris Free Oceans, which does a lot of the plastic work that I was talking about. We're looking for college student interns. So if you're interested, apply. I believe applications are due July 1st, and that's definitely in our bio. So it's at Debris, with an S at the end, Free Oceans. And I'm actually going to be a part of this really cool fashion show that DFO is helping plan. It's called Segunda Mano, and it will be on Thursday, July 8th. And all of the ticket proceeds are benefiting Lotus House Women's Shelter. So if you are free in Miami area, you want to come, you want to chat, you know, it's going to be in person. We're going to be masked up, though, social distanced outside, inside. So you're more than welcome to attend that it's at 7.30 p.m. We're going to have a workshop to upcycle T-shirts, turn them into tote bags and really cool speakers I'll also plug in Post Landfill Action Network Plan, the place that I'm interning with right now. Um, their Instagram is Post Landfill. So they're really cool, very awesome collective with a lot of student-focused um, opportunities. So definitely would look into them. I'll also plug in Eco. Eco is my love. It's also the big environmental group on campus. Um, they're on Instagram at Eco Agency. Thank you so much for sharing all those resources. I know I'll definitely check them out and try to be at the fashion show. Yeah, that sounds like such a cool event. I know it does. Um, And our Instagram for any of the listeners out there is at Let's Speak Green. So tell your friends, spread the word about all these different opportunities and make sure to check them out. Our website is at, well, it's just letspeakgreen.org with the two S's from Let's and then Speak. Join us next time and we'll make sure to speak green together. 